Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have a very interesting guest with us, Mr. Atulya Goswami, who is the HR Director of General Mills. And hi, Atulya. Thank you for coming and joining us today. I hope you're Thank doing you. well. Yes, thanks so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Very excited to have this discussion with you. Glad to have you. So just to give a little bit of context to our listeners, if you could just quickly run us through your career trajectory, you know, what all you have done and how your experiences have been so far. So it's been a fairly long journey now. and it's been almost about 18 years in the field of human resources and always was fascinated to start my career in a factory so i got that opportunity with hero moto corp so that's how the career started in automobile and since then after that i worked with <clears throat> procter and gamble which is a fmcg company spent almost a decade doing multiple hr roles across supply chain sales commercial side of business corporate shared services so So it was another long stint it was almost 10 years in the same organizations got some great exposure there then uh, I call it a cocktail career so uh, then after that I worked with a chinese company for some time that was a startup experience and post that with a company called UPL which is a chemical organization chemical company so I spent four and a half years handling business hr for them so and and after that of course what i do is i handle hr for our global capability center at general mills so it's been a wonderful experience i'm a passionate hr professional always been very excited about the area and and i do a lot of stuff outside my world of uh, corporate hr with you know connecting with young hr students and professionals also a youtuber so uh, so i try and do a lot of things I, i would say my profession is hr and my recreation is also hr so pretty much uh, both of them fall in the same domain then pretty one of that and like there's plethora of everything it's a spectrum for all of us and i hope all of us are able to learn and imbibe a lot from today's conversation so now that you said that you've been in the hr industry for this long like it's it's you know working for a company for over 10 years and sticking to is a major deal so what do you think like how do you think the dynamics of the industry has changed like from the time you started to today like because there is um, advancement in technology today we have data driven hr today we have hr analytics so how do you think it was when you started and how do you think it is today like what are the major changes So so you mentioned a couple of changes so uh, when i started back in 2005 hr was moving out from the world of personnel management to human resources right so that that's how the hr world started where there was a lot of employee relations element to hr there was a lot of unionization element so you were a great hr professional if you were managing the employee relations very well or uh, you know handling the unions for that matter very well so those were like 80s and 90s and maybe early 2000 where where you had a lot of focus in that space but as you know the things started progressing you saw a lot of advent of technology so as you rightly said right so it started with very base level interventions like human capital management solutions which which is where companies embarked upon a basic journey of saying that how do i handle my bread and butter processes in hr but today the decisions are taken by technology so that's a big change so today things are becoming more predictive 
if if i may use that word so today you have a huge element of artificial intelligence and machine learning which is becoming a part of your decision making in hr world a very simple example just imagine 10 years back if you had posted a job and there were like 10 lakh resumes that you received just imagine the amount of time you would spend to shortlist them or the human intervention today you have a ai based technology which can within 10 seconds tell you the top 10 people who match the job fitment basis the machine learning technology and uh, the kind of candidate persona that you're looking for so so that's the that's a big change in terms of uh, you know the efficiency and the way you take decisions today and and it's not a decision here it's a lot of calibration uh, you know judgments are moving out there's a lot of calibration which happens with technology so this is just one small example from recruitment world there are many examples i can quote from different domains but i'll i'll stick to this one this is a very easy and a very relatable one on how time efficiency has been brought in the second piece that has changed a lot is the data the power of data right so you never heard about anything like hr analytics 10 years back or 15 years back so today you have deep specialization people are uh, picking up roles in hr data science they are picking up roles you know you have data scientists in hr you have uh, hr analytics you know deep data analysis folks who help you uh, you know take both prescriptive decisions and both uh, reactive decisions and also proactive decisions so data can help you do, do all the three right so if i get to know attrition today i'm in a better position to plan things but but the damage has already happened but there are predictive models which can also tell me that hey in this month this day this year generally you tend to have this kind of attrition basis some patterns and i can plan proactively as well so i can react and i can be proactive as well so i think both data technology and and i think the world is also moving towards a huge element of now connect with people because future of work is another piece maybe this question will hold good from now to maybe next 10 years or 20 years because 10 years back or 15 years back you were not handling so many remote positions or the kind of workforce which you have today in the gig setup right so this was not there and and the world for hr is changing in the post pandemic world so so if i have to restrict it to like two or three areas these would be the ones the fourth one to me would be on leadership i think the leaders are starting to become much more matured in understanding how to leverage hr and 15 years back from now you had to explain what a hr person or a hr professional does today good leaders know that if they don't have strong hr acumen themselves and if they don't handle the people function well uh, in partnership with their hr heads or hr partners it is destined to have trouble so so i think there's a lot of leadership maturity also yeah definitely i think the perception around hr has completely changed like earlier we used to like stick it to a few particular points but now it is said to be like i was just talking to one of my teachers the day before and i he was telling me that how hr is one happens to happen to be one of the most bashed industry but now there is a transition that is happening it has become an angel room you know because it depends it deals with people management and people happen to be the most resource most efficient resource of an organization so that is something that is definitely evolving and i hope it evolves for better good for the industry and for and for everyone so since you also you're also somebody who coaches as i got to know so i'm just going to put you through a behavioral question okay so i'll be putting up a situation in front of you and i would want to know that how would you as a manager or as an hr professional deal with it i'm sure this is a very common situation and you must have come across in your career trajectory so how would you deal with the situation if a company has employees who looked very good on paper like they passed through the interviews with flying colors but when they went on board to on job 
they aren't able to perform that well how do you think a company should handle such situation sure so if we literally go by the meaning of coaching the answer has to come from the individual right the coach never answers the question for you and tells you that hey this is what you have to do right so coaching in in so i'll answer this in two parts in in a honest coaching conversation this would be a interaction between me the coach and the individual to really you know understand what is it you know what are the resources that the person can tap right so why is it not working for the person and uh, it's difficult to explain in a conversation because it's more like a coaching conversation between the two people where i understand from the person that hey what what is your problem the person says something then there's a question then the person says something then there's a question so we like do a deep dive to understand and find the solution through the person on what the person can do differently to improve so that's a real coaching conversation if i have to do a prescriptive coaching i think it's a pretty common situation that any hr professional would come across so you would really want to before you act because a lot of times and it depends a lot on where the person is working right so sometimes when these folks are part of the sales organizations the results can come out very quickly and very loudly that the numbers are not getting delivered so uh, so you would want to understand different elements like who the manager is have we given the onboarding right has the person got the right start starting point in the organization the first 90 days right how are the first 90 days in terms of expectation setting who are the key customers what is my role do i have the resources it could start from a basic resource like a phone or a laptop to a connection or connectivity and who are the right people who can advise one thing which could also be looked at is who were the buddy in the initial 90 days or in the first year who could share from their experience on what are some of the tips and tricks the fifth portion is who is explaining the culture sometimes what works in x does not work in y and what works in y does not work in z so who is that person who is helping the person understand the culture and typically you know that's the kind of conversation you would have with a new joinee uh, you know a new professional and there would be at least a probation period of 6 months which is which is a fair enough point to really say that hey these are some of the things which you are doing well these are some of the things in which you can improve and take the commitment from the person that how this is hampering the you know first look at what we can do on this side because sometimes the problem may not be with the employee the problem could be on this side uh, on the different points which i just spoke about and then give an opportunity over a period of time 3 months 6 months with very clear deliverables i think the deliverables have to be very objective here and then track progress against that so generally generally that's the storyline we adopt uh, you know to look at non performance and of course with a timeline because while we do this we are in a business so uh, we the person also needs to understand that results have to be delivered it's a time bound thing but you be patient and you provide all the right resources so that the person can be successful so that's a prescriptive coaching uh, solution to the problem but the real coaching is a coaching conversation where the person himself or herself finds a solution to what they can do differently and that could only be explained by a conversation thank you very well explained i think um like you've covered almost all the points so it just goes pretty well now talking about one of the most hot topics that we get to hear diversity like every organization has been striving to thriving to achieve this term called diversity so how do you think that an organization which is already established for a very very long time they have the strong pillars being engraved in the organization how do you think that they can weave inclusion into the fabric of their organization yeah yeah 
so and glad you mentioned inclusion because when i hear only diversity i think that's a i wash because yeah. <laughs> the diversity is pure pure gender representation right yeah. inclusion is the real stuff where most of the organizations tend to struggle right so i i've seen organizations where we go we are very gung ho about hiring and you know we go full hog and we do the hiring but because we are not inclusive because we don't have the right culture the right capability the right systems to take care of things we end up losing people over a period of time so it becomes a vicious circle and a lot of mistrust happens over a period of time where leaders start feeling that hey it's a farce right so <laughs> end of the day they start thinking we we don't want to hire women or we don't want to hire people with disabilities just because the world is doing it right so one needs to understand the rationale behind it and the rationale which i always share is the fact that it's a true representation of who your consumers are right so end of the day your consumers are people from the pride community they are from it could be a woman it could be a army ex army professional it could be a acid attack victim it could be a transgender it could be somebody else right and having that right mix of ideas and people who bring those perspectives is what is diversity and in true sense so organizations who are big and who get that right are the ones who focus a lot on inclusion it starts with a lot of preparation of leaders to really understand what it means because while we start this with a lot of rigor and ambition in many companies what we don't do is explain the why so we have to really be con- you know cautious of explaining the why and why dni is a strategy it's not really a activity it has to be separated from an activity because there are clear business results which are proven companies have been more profitable if they are more diverse so there are there is enough data to prove that storyline so why are we talking in terms of activity it's a strategy at the end of the day a second thing is to get the pillars right imagine a situation we are hiring a people person with disability but we don't have the right policies i i remember an example of an organization where a trans, there was a transgender employee but there was no gender neutral toilet or a washroom facility there right so so are we really ready with the right background or the right uh, backup policies or the systems to really take care of those pieces imagine you are hiring women employees in a factory which i did for one of my units which i started for one of the companies in hyderabad without a proper safety security setup you are doomed for failure so you really have to make sure that you have the right safety and security systems in place now talk about allyship unconscious biases those prevail and i have it you have it everybody has it but it's about making people aware that in a corporate setup this is what you are not supposed to do right so having those right guidelines in place to have the right allies who talk about the topic who are mindful of those unconscious biases because end of the day people are going to report to somebody in the organization who has to be aware of this and they are the ones who make this whole strategy successful it's not hr or it's not the business leader it's the entire people management or the organization which exists so so i think there's a lot of capability building there is a lot of coaching systems tools processes infrastructure everything has to be kind of brought together and and i always say that you know the companies don't need to go on linkedin with a loudspeaker and say that hey we are a very diverse and inclusive organization if you are one your people will make you viral not you <laughs> very very true so now since you mentioned linkedin and my next question is around linkedin itself so 
I was just scrolling through and I found everything like there was everything you name it and it's there you have been into uh, your you know you're celebrating everybody else's success including your own and at the same time you're into fitness you're participating in fitness things you're reading books you're recommending books you're going to exquisite travel locations so I was like really mesmerized with your LinkedIn I must mention that and to all our listeners I should say that all of you should go and you know just have a look at it so i was just scrolling through and i went through this post that you have mentioned in which you have written business is all about hr baki sab momaya hai like everything else is illusion <laughs> so and you said it that this thought stuck with you for a while so how has this thought transpired with you now like what made you write it what were your views so uh, so when i say business is about hr it, it's about people at the end of the day so uh, and and this reminds me of you know one movie that inspires me a lot and and i've spoken about that in couple of forums uh, in fact one of the discussions and this was a movie called rocket singh salesman of the year yeah uh, and it's a very famous ranbir kapoor movie and uh, where he goes on and says so there is a clash there's a dialogue between his boss and him right so <clears throat> towards the end so where and this is a sales organization that he is part of and and he's kicked out and uh, you know he is not able to continue he starts his own thing and all those things happen there so the boss says that numbers are very important right it's all about numbers it's all about business and what ranbir says in the movie the rocket singh character says that my maths was always weak i i never understood numbers what i always understood was people and what i learned over my experience is that when i understand people numbers automatically happen right so he gives a very different twist to the interpersonal skills and to a very different twist to why people management gets you the numbers it's not the other way around right when you take care of people people take care of you so that's that's the whole messaging or you know that's the whole philosophy behind business is all about hr human resource not the hr function human resource or human capital who delivers results for your company baki sab momaya we can have a great strategy we can have great infrastructure we can have great offices we can have work from anywhere we can have work from mars <laughs> we can provide all the frills in the world but if we don't take care of people at the end of the day culture is going to eat strategy for breakfast every day people are not going to work for you <laughs> very very true i mean even at like springworks when i just work and you know everything is you realize like it i am very in the beginning initial stages of my career and i understand that how important it is you know to take care of people in the organization because only when you have that sense of belongingness to the organization that is the only one of the major driving factors that actually make you work very efficiently and you know willingly otherwise it i don't understand that i don't really get it like how can people work if the uh, environment happens to be toxic or you know any remotely even something like that which does not favor you at all yeah so, and i was i was reading a very interesting post from somebody where where they said that this was on linkedin only that now you don't have monday blues because yeah. Uh, you know you work every day but but the unfortunate part is if you don't like what you do you'll have those blues every day because mm-hmm. now you don't go to office necessarily on monday but and and work from home i think we end up working more actually yeah actually so this almost brings us to the end of a podcast so in case if our listeners want to reach out to you can you please tell us where they can reach out i mean where you are available for them So I think the easiest way is LinkedIn because that's where I'm pretty active and it's been a passion to connect with young professionals 
like i said there's a <clears throat> channel which i'm also part of which is called hr shorts with atulya where i try to explain some of the practical nuances of hr which you learn once you enter the corporate world so i i talk about experiences in different domains so that could be a good starting point to check out some stuff but if you want to reach out to me linkedin is the best platform i try my best to respond to all the folks sometimes it's difficult but but it's a passion for me so i'm always available okay great So finally this brings us to the end of our podcast. I hope you all enjoyed and thank you for staying with us for this long. Thank you Tule for coming and joining us today. And thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay, thank you.